All right, going again. I'll have to put this one up in two parts. Anyway, um, you don't need anybody to teach you. If you just read the Word and understand it and pray and ask for understanding, every time I've ever had a concern about something or I didn't understand what the Bible was saying, and God knows that, every time I um, have gotten the answer, you know, and, and it, the Holy Spirit will just show you. Say, so look, here it is. And it says He will. He'll teach you. It says He gives to each their own measure, correct? Yes. Most of the time, when, when you run across a passage and you don't really understand it, you go over it a couple of times, and you just keep reading and reading and continue to read, not that day, but other days, the answer will be right there. Yeah. And, and it'll just pop right out to you. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. Well, it goes back to that 27th verse. That's the power of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, he right? teaches. Well, it's the Holy Spirit teaching you. Verse 28, And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know that every one that doeth righteousness is born of Him. You're going to act a certain way, be a certain way, um, if you're legit. The, we Last week, I uh, used the example of, okay, you say you're a fisherman, and uh, somebody you know, comes along and has a couple questions about you. Well, where, where are you going to fish? Oh, over the lake. What kind of pole you got? I don't know. That's just something I picked up there at Walmart. I don't know what it is. What are you going for there? Just some kind of fish, I guess. You're not a fisherman. A fisherman would talk to talk. Well, I got a Shakespeare rod, a Daiwu reel, and I got MEPS, uh, you know, spinners, and uh, uh, and they would know. I'm using an eight pound test line, and that spider wire works really good. That's what I go with. I'm just going to get as many bluegill and crappies as I can because that's good eating. Now that's fisherman. He sounds a certain way. But we got a lot of Christians. They don't know any more about the Bible than they do about their tackle box. They probably know more about their tackle box. Um, that's concerning, or it should be. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Christian. Go to church every Sunday. A lot of people go to church every Sunday that are not saved because they sit in there and they sit in drivel. They come to a someone like Chuck Missler and his teaching. Oh, that's boring. He's he how does he know that? He couldn't know that. Not interested. Not interested. Well, you know, you, you can you can be under somebody that really preaches the gospel and ignore it. I can tell you firsthand because uh, I was in church since I was six years old and I know the gospel is preached. Mm-hmm. I walked the aisle when I was eight years old. I got baptized and I thought, oh, well, what does this mean? You know, but it was the thing to do. Uh, when I was 26, I got born again. And yeah. I, uh, the whole time I was sitting under the gospel, real gospel, not just... Uh, yeah. Some parts, but I'm, you know, back then, we're talking, you know, decades ago, of course. Yeah. Uh, so people can harden their heart 
go to church, sit there, and hear the gospel and not respond. Or to someone on the street telling them the gospel. Yeah. More people are saved out of the church than they are in the church. That's true. That's a good point. One of the things I found out through the relationships I had over the years with the people that I went to school with, you know, the grade school and the high school, most of them people don't want to have nothing to do with God because of what how it was forced upon them so early on. You sure. couldn't wait to get away from that's true. Yeah. Exactly. So they they did more harm than good. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you turn into well, that's, that's what I was talking about. Jesus saying to the Pharisees, you go here and there in countries away to make one proselyte, you make them a greater child of hell than they would have been otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Which means there must be degrees in hell. There seem to be. He, he speaks of the greater condemnation, Jesus does. You know, I, I'll, I thank God for my salvation. I thank the Lord for what He did. I am under no illusions that I'm going to rank very high when, and, and when I get there. You think you're pretty rank. In a bad way, right? Smell bad? Yeah, I probably do. Um, you know, and I read those things like sell everything you got and give it to the poor. And you're thinking, I can't do that. Well, if it's keeping you out of heaven, no. Well, it's that's not true. keeping you out of heaven, you know. Well, he said he knows that we need clothing. He knows we need shelter. He knows we need things. I have many things that I'm sure I don't need, but I view what I have as just insurance against, you know, being impoverished at some point in the future. But if I'm worried about that, is that is that lack of faith? No, I you think know? God instructs us to, to uh, have work and hobbies and, and collect things and enjoy it. Yeah. Not to the hurt of other people, but... And he talks about the ant in the Psalms, you know. Mm-hmm. Look at that ant, yeah. the sluggard. He lays up what he needs for, you know. Puts it up, yeah. And, and I, I don't feel as though I'm collecting anything that I could not sell and get food with. That's right. The money. Oh, yeah. Solomon, you know, those, a lot of those Old Testament guys are pretty well off. Solomon, Solomon was a, he was a mess. He was yeah. a mess. He was following after other gods, too. Yeah. Yet, I, he, I think that if you see the need of another person and you have the means to help you should that help person, them. Yeah. absolutely you should cut loose with it. Well, you know, you go back and look at the context yeah. of that. When Solomon became king, he was already the richest man in the world because David had amassed a huge wealth sure. and he got it all. And then after that, Solomon even got more. Yeah. It, to the point where gold was just considered yeah. like a rock, literally, yeah. in Jerusalem. And what did he say when it was all said and done? Mm-hmm. was it's all, all vanity. This is vanity. It's done me no good. Ecclesiastes. Yeah, I like that book. I mean, you know... It's like he came to his wits. I mean, he was already wise, but he came to his wits at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... We, I like these examples of people like Solomon. Certainly I like the example of David. Um, doing wrong. Sinning. And still... Larry Mooney. What was he called? Yeah, talk to him. Hello? Hey, young man. Having a Bible study, Larry. Glad you could join us. Oh, you're having Bible study. Wow, that's... that's- 
Yeah. Well, I know you called for Bob, but he's got you on speakerphone. <laughs> Here's say hi to everybody. Everybody, here's Jerry. Yeah, hi Larry. Yeah. This is Al uh, Greyhead, uh, Larry, and Sam. Hi to everybody. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'll call you back later after after I'm through. We're okay? about finished here, about okay, probably yeah, 10 I, minutes. I just wanted to uh, return the call. But anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll talk at you in a little while. About okay. 10 minutes, bro. How you feeling? Okay, well, we were praying for you over here, and you came through it okay. So. Oh, yeah, I really, uh, yeah, if it, wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for all of our uh, prayer warrior friends, uh, uh, I'm pretty confident uh, I'd probably checked out on this one. Yeah, you were looking pretty ill up there in Roanoke when I seen you. You didn't, yeah. look, you didn't look so hot. You were taking bets yeah. on how much longer you had to go. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Yeah, the... Uh, Well, yeah. there. Awesome. All right, kiddo. We'll see you later on. I'll talk to you later. I'll call you tomorrow. Because it's getting kind of late tonight. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. It's good to hear Larry. Larry Mooney's a great guy. <laughs> He's great. He's a case. Me and Bud went up to pay him a visit. What, what was he up there for? You know, he had a multitude. He couldn't breathe. I mean, he's had some real serious heart issues. Yeah. And uh, he was circling the drain big time. Mm. We didn't think he was, was going to come through. Did he put stents or do you know what he did? Well, he did. They oh. did have to uh, replace a valve in his heart. Oh, that one time. Yeah, you he had that. Some serious problems. That is a serious operation. Yeah. He sounds good on the phone. His wife had him out mowing the lawn today. You know, I said. <laughs> oh, wow. I said, Sheila, you got to take it easy. You may not be around. She just chuckled. Yeah, it says, nah, he's too, he's too mean to die. Now, we're a bit over an hour. We're right at an hour, so it's we need to. Said, yeah. That's just the book, you it know. Book. That's just the word of God, and we're just in it and reading it and sharing ideas on things, and you know we we always do well when we're in His Word. Amen. And a lot of times you'll read things that. You don't understand in your conscious mind, but in your spirit you do know what is being said. So it nourishes your spirit. I mean, honestly, even reading through the Chronicles and all of the lineage there, mm-hmm. trying to pronounce those names, I, I really believe that your spirit is benefiting from that. God wouldn't have put it there if it wasn't useful, right? All right. Let's join hands. James, close us if you will. Heavenly Father, we come humble before you. Thank you for the meal that you've given us. I thank you for every man in this room, Lord. Ask that you guide and protect us all. Ask that you lift us up. For your name and your in your name and for your sake. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.